When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. The Memphis Grizzlies have suspended all-star guard John Morant for at least two games while the league investigates a video shared on his Instagram Live early Saturday morning. In it, Morant is flashing what appears to be a gun inside a nightclub, holding it to the side of his face. Morant has issued an apology to his family, his teammates, his coaches and fans, saying he does take full responsibility for his actions. The 23-year-old also says he's going to take some time to get help and learn better methods of dealing with stress. Okay. So, today we're going to talk about Ja Morant. Hmm. You know, if you listen to the show um, for any length of time, you know that I'm not a big sports guy. But anybody named Ja, I'm going to pay attention to. At least a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very rare that someone would have my name. So, um, yeah, this guy, you know, whenever his highlights come up on my social media or, you know, anything that comes up, good or bad, I'm always checking it out. Just, just a fan of him because he stands out. We'll say that. But, um, You know, because I don't follow sports as closely as maybe most folks do, a lot of folks do. Um, when his name makes it into the news and it's not a highlight or anything like that, it seems to be like it's in the news for the wrong reasons. Um, and most recently, as you know, he 
has been put on suspension for showing a gun in a video. Now, if you don't know the story, in short, uh, he was in Colorado. His team is in Memphis, but he was in Colorado. And he was at a strip club uh, dancing, and he had a shirt off. And in a in a brief moment, showed a gun. He pulls a gun up to like his face to show that he has it, and then puts it back down and keeps dancing. And the fallout began. Now, um, by the time the story made its way to me, um, there were already a lot of things in place to address this. There were, you know, his contracts were on the line. You know, he was negotiating with these corporate endorsements and all this sort of stuff was happening, you know, and his, his potential net worth is um, potentially being eroded by this moment of, or this lapse in judgment, we'll call it. And you have to admit, it doesn't look good. He's in a strip club, shirtless, with a gun, out of town. And it looks even worse when you come across these other little bits of information. He grew up in a two-parent household. He went to private school. You know, he was not street in the traditional sense of you know being street or being hood. And he's sort of portraying that. And... As a result, you know, now there's not only an NBA investigation, but there's an investigation by the police in Colorado because they have laws there that says you can't have guns and alcohol uh, or you can't be intoxicated or something like that with guns. And so there's an investigation there as well. And, you know, with hundreds of millions of dollars potentially on the line, you start to realize the magnitude of this situation and it's sort of like when dave Chappelle said when keeping it real goes wrong the thing is as we mentioned this isn't even keeping it real for john morant he is pretending um he is trying to be something that he is not he was not raised this way according to his father um and it's a sad situation to see play out. So what I wanted to talk to you about today was where this potentially comes from. And of course, get your thoughts on it. So my theory is that it comes from hip hop culture. Not not authentic hip hop culture, but really hip hop culture when it meets uh, capitalism and commercial commercialization. Uh, as dictated by non-black people. I'll explain. So in my estimation, hip hop began as an art form, uh, musical art form in the Bronx uh, from poor children who didn't have much in the way of instruments or ways to um, throw parties for themselves. This is why turntables became the central instrument to hip hop 
music because you could get a turntable, you can get a record player um, out of your mom's house, plug up a couple speakers and, you know, loop the break in the breakdown in a song, just loop it back over and over again. That's the best part of the song. And that's the part where everybody can dance and, you know, break it down. Um, and then you get rapping over the top of those songs, you know, which comes from, you know, the uh, MC culture, you know, keeping people partying, keeping people dancing and just kind of emceeing the events. Um, and that kind of found mainstream success when uh, rapping started to become more of a reflection of those environments, in particular in the Bronx and in New York, um, where people were poor and, you know, there was a lot of crime and, um, you know, police misconduct and, you know, on and on. There's drugs, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So this is kind of like the CNN of the hood. I've heard that said before, and I, I kind of like how that sounds. Because I think it's accurate. So now you have young people rapping over a new form of music that they just invented out of what was lying around, as is often true with black people. Um, and telling stories and sharing those stories with people who had no access to those types of neighborhoods. Hip hop took off because of people buying the music and partaking in the culture that did not live there. Because if you're just in the Bronx selling to the Bronx, you're not going to have a long career. But if you're in the Bronx and selling it to the United States, well, now you have a lot of people that can support that genre and that craft and it can grow into what it is now. And those people then had a firsthand account of what it was like to be in the inner city. So fast forward a bit. Um, rather than reporting on what's going on in the hood. Now you have people rapping about uh, succeeding in that environment. I've, I've become successful by selling this or by doing this activity or by, you know, whatever I'm, I'm the boss, you know, and course hip-hop has always been very aspirational so that type of narrative became central to a lot of hip-hop songs and it still is in a lot of ways and so it became about you know being the man in a manner of speaking but in that environment here's how I, here's my situation when i was born here's what i did about it and now I'm all the way on. So instead of rapping for the sake of rapping, you're rapping because you have these experiences where you've been successful, you know, or whatever. So fast forward a bit more, uh, changes again. So now instead of rapping about being successful, uh, or making a way out of no way by selling this or doing that or whatever, now, weirdly enough, the music is not about selling, but rather consuming. Either the, the products that, you know, the rappers of old sold or consuming, 
you know, name brands or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And rather than, you know, being the protectors of your community, you know, in the early nineties, there was this movement about, you know, um, black unity and all that sort of stuff. And it was kind of a militant, uh, component to it. Think public enemy, um, think ice cube. Uh, that made way for like this gangster element, this thug element where, um, now in order to be the biggest and the baddest and the most successful, now you need to be super macho as well. And this is a caricature of black life in America. Sure. There are some places in this country where the reality is you definitely need to really think about what safety could mean for you and for your family. Absolutely. Um, there's places where people do sell drugs. That's, you know, there's people who are not old enough to have a job where the only economically viable option for them to keep their mother in their house is to do whatever street crime they can to make money. I know these stories. They're very true. But Rap has glorified that to the point where if you're not doing those things, if you're not like keeping it realer than the rest of them, if you're not the most down or the most thug or the quickest to bust your gun or you sold the most dope or whatever, um, you're not popping the most pills, you're not, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your, in your raps, um, then it feels like you're not keeping up with the culture feels like you're getting left behind. If you want to go in a different direction, let's say Megan Thee Stallion wanted to make a song that didn't include her anatomy or Doji Cat or, you know, City Girls or Cardi B or any of those guys. Wanted to make a song that had nothing to do with their bodies, or body parts. Um, they, that would be a, a departure from what they're seeing as success. Now I'm not I'm not saying that hip hop is bad. I'm not saying, you know, there's there's certainly a space for adult content in adult environments. Um, you know, I own nightclubs and I'm a DJ, so I play all these artists. This is why I know their music. Um, even the old school artists, you know. Uh and in the right environment where there are adults doing what adults like to do, no problem there. Um but we also have to realize that, you know, there's a bit of a mixed bag here. Um, and as always, there needs to be some balance. And we don't get to decide if we don't own the means of distribution. And we don't get to decide how our music is used if we keep selling our catalogs. I say we, I mean, these artists, uh, you may have heard in recent news that a lot of artists are being offered tons of money for their catalogs. Um, which to me is very sad, but there's a ripple effect to making and championing this type of music beyond really adult environments to where five years ago when John ja Morant was still a child, uh, he probably had access to all the music that was available at that time. And none of the popular music really 
reflected, you know, uh, what I would say the best parts of our culture would be. A lot of it is glorifying like kind of the party elements of our culture and the fun elements. But, you know, our excellence goes beyond the club, in my opinion. And the heroes in Ja Morant's mind and in his world should be people like Jordan and people like uh, LeBron, people like Kobe, where you, it'd be hard for you to imagine them being in a strip club shirtless with a gun. Um, I'm not going to pretend like Allen Iverson uh, wasn't a controversial basketball player when he was playing, but. Allen Iverson mostly got a lot of attention for the braids and the tattoos. Um, and it's not to say he didn't have trouble, you know, but, you know, he rolled with his friends and he actually was from that environment. John Morant was not. He's all pretending. And that's the part that feels kind of sad because it is possible for us to have heroes that don't carry guns, that don't sell drugs, do drugs, that don't rap even. You know, it's just, you know, what we see as success a lot of times looks like rappers. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a point. Not really. I'm not going to jump off the deep end ever, but I often question why that is. Why are we not represented fully? I consider myself to be successful, you know, successful, more successful than a lot of rappers that I actually know. I met these people many times. And they're the ones who are celebrated by our culture. And they have to continue to pretend to be this version of themselves that they, I don't, I don't imagine they really want to be um, because it sells. Remember once upon a time, people were rapping to get money, to get out of the hood. It's so funny because what is the term that rappers use to uh, describe having made it being, being successful? Balling. And where does balling come from? Those NBA basketball players contracts. They've made it. So when you hear rap music, oh, I'm balling, I'm balling. You know. It's because hip hop had always aspired to reach that level. And now what we have is a person on that level aspiring to mimic what is in fact a caricature of what a hip hop artist is. It's like the modern day minstrel show where black people paint black faces on themselves so that they can continue to work. So I guess in short, what I'm saying is that while there absolutely is a significant amount of personal responsibility that goes into this story, 
the other part of this is that we need to keep an open mind when consuming hip-hop music, hip-hop culture, and sharing it. Do we roll our windows down and play it loud when we're driving through a neighborhood, all the cuss words and everything spilling out into the streets? I haven't really seen that too much these days, but once upon a time, that was a popular thing to do. I did it, and I matured, and I realized that's probably reinforcing some stereotypes. Maybe the people think that black men are a menace to society or don't have any regard for anyone else or whatever it is that these people might believe to be true. I'm inadvertently reinforcing those falsehoods. So, I think moving forward, we all can learn from this moment. We all can decide who to lift up, when to lift them up, and we all can decide um, what that should look like. So the next time your favorite artist comes out with a song and she's not talking about her body, she's talking about something different, give it a few more spins. Put in a request, you know, get the Spotify numbers up, buy the album, who knows? But I think that we all can help shape this culture in a meaningful way. And I think we all know better than anyone else that money moves the needle. And if we don't have any elder statesmen or uh, tribal council deciding how our culture will be marketed and consumed, then we let our voices be heard with our dollars, with our streams, and indeed with the way that we consume it. And it might be a slow train, but I think that we can get back to the point where we want to be like Mike and maybe be a little, little bit less like Moneybag Yo. All right. <laughs> so let me know what you think. Uh, reach out to me, as always, on the uh, Red Microphone Talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app, or you can hit me on all social media at Ramses Jow. Let's talk about it. All right. Until we do. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.